It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Joining me this morning is Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian. We both see clients in our Maple Grove office, as well as in Wyzetta and North Oaks. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Brenna. Before we dive into today's topic, I have a couple inspiring success stories to tell our listeners. Cheryl was tired of feeling terrible. She was always bloated. Her arthritis kept getting more and more painful. And after only one month of following her personal eating plan, she reported that she no longer had felt bloated and that her arthritis was much better. Now, after eating the Weight and Wellness Way for three months, she's also said her immune system is working better. She hasn't been sick once all winter, not even after spending a weekend with her sister who had a cold. And to top it off, she's lost 13 pounds. What a nice little bonus. That's a nice bonus. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Cheryl admits that she hates cooking and is often too tired at night to think of doing anything but reheating. So she batch cooks all her meals on the weekends, making it possible for her to stay in balance all week long. And that's something we encourage pretty yes. much everybody to do. We do encourage do. everyone to do that. I do that, too. Me, too. <laughs> so you have another story for us. Yes, I do. I have another story about Leo. He's a young man who came in to see me about migraines and asthma. Those were her his two main issues. And after a couple months, his migraines are almost gone. He only has an occasional one. His asthma is much improved. School is getting easier for him. And he's not getting sick this winter at all. So that's a huge turnaround for him. And that's impressive for someone who's in school these days. Exactly. Yes. What great stories. Now, I'm certain that many of our listeners will be all ears for today's show after what you just said about Cheryl and Leo and their improved immune systems. Since that's our topic today, how to avoid the flu and cold epidemics epidemics through good nutrition. Yes, and even though we'll be coming to the end of the flu season in April, that can't come soon enough. (laughs) People can contract the influenza virus or a cold virus or other infections any time of the year. So it's important to support our immune system all year round, not just in the winter. Exactly. But, you know, that kind of leads us into the question of why do so many people get sick during these winter months? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not as if... Snowflakes carry the virus on them because even people living in Florida and Texas and Australia, Australia, Mm -hmm. they also get the flu. Yes. And one of our clients in Australia has reported to me that she hadn't gotten sick during the last winter at all, which was a big change for her. Wow. Impressive. Yes. So doctors and other disease specialists speculate that there are several reasons why why people are more susceptible to these illnesses in the winter. First of all, the flu virus spreads easily during drier months. So here in Minnesota, that, of course, means winter. As we turn on the furnace and heat the air in our homes, our sinus passages dry out. With less mucus and moisture in our nose, the virus multiplies there. 
then sneaks into our body and it makes us sick. So I just imagine these like little like nasty bacteria like crawling their way up my nose. Yes. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Closed windows and recirculating air through a furnace also means that that virus has multiple opportunities to attach itself to us. So both the cold and the flu viruses are transmitted very easily. And as people travel, I think they really crop up at holiday time. Oh, my gosh, yes. People congregate for holiday parties. It's all very easy to pick up that virus from the person next to you on the plane, in line at the checkout counter, or when you kiss your grandma or your grandkids on the cheek. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, again, we have to ask the question, besides wearing a hazmat suit... And never, ever kissing our grandkids or our grandmother. What are we going to do to support our immune system and ward off these nasty infections, even if we come into contact with them? So as always, we talk about avoiding sugar and processed carbs, but it really does help. So those things like pancakes, spaghetti, bagels, cereal, sub sandwiches and crackers, if we eat a meal that's high in sugar, even the hidden sugar in those processed carbs we actually lower our immune defenses by about 50% for several hours. That's kind of impressive. That's amazing. And that means that if I was at a Hanukkah, Christmas, or New Year's Eve party and ate a big spaghetti dinner with breadsticks and then I topped it off with champagne and cheesecake, I actually lowered my immune system's ability to fight off the flu virus that other people may have brought to the party. Exactly. Which is why the next day or two... You may wake up feeling a little bad. Yes. I actually had that happen to me about two years ago. Yeah. Little, like, cousin, you know, she'd been fighting something (laughs) off, brought it to the Christmas party. Next morning. It happens. It does. So even though the holiday parties are over, there are still many opportunities for us to contract one of these viruses. Just think of all the kids who missed school last month here in Minnesota because of the flu. Yeah. I think, did they have to close classes or something too? I think I've heard of that over the the last few months. Went through and disinfected. Yes, definitely. Or you may have coworkers who got sick from their kids and continue to come to work despite that nagging cough. Now, if we've heard it once, we've heard it a million times. We need to wash our hands. And Joanne, you were telling this mor- telling me this morning that you are a pro yeah. at hand washing. Yeah, I were, and many of you know I spent 25 years at Courage Center, and we had this drilled into our heads pretty thoroughly. So the frequent and thorough hand washing has been shown to decrease the transmission of many viruses. Also, a lot of people think that those hand sanitizers are a substitute for washing hands, but they really are not very effective. No, they're not. I did a lot of research on that one, and they're just not that effective. Yep, soap and water does does the best. So after we come home from the grocery store where we may have bought our avocados or eggplant or peppers, make sure to wash your produce and also wash your hands in case someone else touched it first and left their germs behind. Yes. And there are several nutrients that really do help support our immune cells. They are zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin D. However, we need to have enough of them going into the flu season, not just take them when we start to feel a tickle in our throat. Right. And we can support our immune system by eating adequate amounts of animal protein every day. So all meat, including beef, chicken, seafood, bison, venison, and even duck, All contain high amounts of zinc. I even include squirrel in there. 
Oh, so when well. I'm teaching. Sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all protein. I haven't tried that one, but <laughs> by eating four to six ounces of protein at meals and one to two ounces at snacks, we will naturally improve our immune function by supplying our bodies with a lot of zinc. Not to mention that if we are eating adequate amounts of protein at our meals and snacks, we will not crave sugar or processed carbs. And remember, those foods will lower our immune system by 50 to even 75% for several hours after we get done eating them. Yep. So, Brenna, you also mentioned that vitamin C is important for a strong immune system. Well, it is. And we often think of orange juice as being high in vitamin C. And while that's true, all juices are very high in sugar. And what's interesting is that sugar and vitamin C have very similar chemical structures. And that means that they actually compete for absorption into our cells. That's interesting. That I never knew that one. And if there is more sugar than vitamin C, guess who's going to make it into your cells first? Of course. The sugar. <laughs> that's of right. Course. And that's why I always tell people, eat your fruit don't drink it. Exactly. So besides fruit, there are plenty of vegetables that are high in vitamin C and also low in sugar. So it's recommended that people consume a minimum of 75 to 90 milligrams of vitamin C each day. And we can easily consume that much vitamin C just by eating half a cup of broccoli or a fourth of a red bell pepper. I mean, that's barely anything. Those are high. Right. Or three quarters of a cup of some chopped purple cabbage, which is one of my favorite high vitamin C vegetables. Yep. And cabbage is not only high in vitamin C, but it's also very low in carbohydrates. So it won't spike our blood sugars and lower our immune system. And this winter, I've kind of gotten into making these little one skillet I call them balanced meals with a lot of cabbage in them. And all you have to do is brown up a pound of some grass-fed beef in a large skillet and then stir in about half a head of chopped green or purple cabbage, a can of some diced tomatoes, and about a tablespoon of Italian seasoning. Put a lid on the skillet and let it all just simmer for about 20 to 30 minutes until the cabbage is nice and soft and just serve it topped with a little sour cream or maybe some diced olives and you have a delicious immune boosting meal. That sounds really good. It is delicious. So it sounds like it looks like it's time for our first break. It is about time for our first break. So we want to thank everybody for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now you might be thinking to yourself, what if I have a cold right now? And all I want to eat is cereal and toast. What should I eat to help my body fight off this infection instead? Well, if that's you, stay tuned because later on we will be sharing some sick day foods that will help boost your immune system. But of course, if you have food, nutrition, or supplement questions, give us a call in studio today at 651-641-1071. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. 
Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, Registered and Licensed Dietitian. Have you stuck with your 2015 New Year's resolutions to get healthy? We're only one month in. If you find yourself already straying from those promises you made to yourself, let Nutritional Weight and Wellness help you out. We've got several classes coming up to get you back on track. The Nutrition for Weight Loss series will be starting in all of our locations the week of February 16th. We will also be offering it at the Eden Prairie Community Center. So for specific times and to sign up, simply call the office at 651-699-3438. Or you can register online at weightandwellness.com. Excellent class. I think Very, been... <laughs> very good class. <laughs> yes, we've been, been teaching about three of those a week recently. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. It is a lot of fun. Now, we did have several callers over the break, but everyone's being shy this morning. Uh, so <laughs> I think we're just going to try and answer the questions as best we can. Someone wanted to know about whole grains. Um, yes, no, are they good for our immune system? And that's where I kind of, if someone has a gluten sensitivity, then... Whole grains that contain gluten would, of course, always be off the table. Um, And something I've heard recently from several clients is when they quit eating gluten, they quit getting canker sores. Mm -hmm. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, Now, certainly if people are having maybe one slice of some whole grain toast or a couple of like the Rivita or the Wasa crackers Mm -hmm. that we talk about in class or maybe a half a cup of some cooked quinoa per day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's okay. Right. Um, that is just fine. So I don't get, I don't get bent out of shape about that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we had another question about some, we hope we got this one right. Digestible essential oils. What I've learned about essential oils is that they really should just be mostly topical uh, but if you are working with a healthcare practitioner who has kind of prescribed to you how to take them internally, whether it be like sublingual under your tongue or using them in capsule forms and swallowing them, um, follow their recommendations. But they're not necessarily meant to be taken internally long term. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else wanted us to go back over the delicious skillet cabbage and beef meal <laughs> so what you do is get yourself a nice big skillet not like your little one but a nice big one put a little olive oil or coconut oil in there and brown up some ground beef about a pound and then shred or roughly chop a half a head of a purple cabbage throw that in there stir it around mix in a can of some diced tomatoes 
and then about a tablespoon or so of some Italian seasoning. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, a couple cracks of ground black pepper, salt, put a lid on it all and let it just simmer for about 20 to 30 minutes until the cabbage is nice and soft and to your liking. Mm-hmm. And top it with sour cream or olives, Sounds whatever good. you like. I'm yes. To try that. It's delicious. <laughs> so I think we also just wanted to talk a little bit more about vitamin C uh, and the fact that before break, we kind of mentioned that vitamin C and sugar have really similar chemical Mm -hmm. structures. Yeah. I found that very interesting because I think, and I I think, you know, clinically we talk, when we talk to clients, a lot of times people think, well, before taking our classes, they may have tried doing like those very large bottles of orange juice. Yes. Which have a ton of sugar in them, but they're doing it for the vitamin C reason and they're trying to help their immune systems. But that came to mind as you were talking to, mm-hmm. about about the sugar competing and how much sugar is going to be entering right. in the system. Or we see a lot of clients who come in and they want to juice. Yes. They've heard that juicing is good for them, but yes. it's just sugar. Yes. It's all sugar. Yes. Now, Joanne, you know, sometimes we get clients who ask if veggies are more nutritious, whether they are cooked or if they're eaten raw. So what do we know about that? So we do know that um, often clients ask uh, ask us about their veggies, mm-hmm. and because there there are a lot of is a lot of talk about there out there about the raw diets, um, a lot of people wonder if they can eat raw or if they can also cook them. And for some people, they actually it's better for their digestion to eat them cooked. But um, in the case of vitamin C, we we know that fifteen to fifty percent of vitamin C in a food can be destroyed when cooking. So, and I don't think that's to scare us off from cooking. No. Oh my gosh, no. I think that's a good reminder not to overcook things because I think lightly cooking and sauteing is very, very helpful. It is. It's for digestion, but yes, I mean, roasted vegetables in the winter is just delicious. Yeah. Those are really good. So if we eat five to nine cups of vegetables, both a combination of some raw and some cooked every day. This, this ensures we will consume enough vitamin C to support our immune cells, and that'll help us fight off any lingering bacteria or viruses. Now, sometimes people think that taking large doses of vitamin C when they feel a cold coming on will help them fight it off faster. And studies have shown that this may or may not be true. But what about prevention, preventing these viruses? Yeah, that's really important. And so far, vitamin C supplementation... About 200 milligrams a day has been shown to be very helpful to prevent the common cold in certain individuals. So people more highly active, such as the people in the military, professional athletes, and avid exercisers. So people who put their bodies under a lot of stress. A lot of stress. And what this means to me is that we need to eat an immune-boosting diet naturally high in vitamin C and zinc to support our body's own defenses all year long. As I always say, you can't supplement a crummy diet. Absolutely. That's very true. And one nutrient that's very difficult to get enough of through food alone is vitamin D. That's right. The only foods that naturally contain vitamin D are liver, egg yolks, and fatty fish, such as salmon, sardines, anchovies, herring, tuna, and catfish. But most people are not eating these foods on a regular basis. 
Except for you. Except for me. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I do. I did this week. (laughs) So even if people eat their egg yolks every day, there's a good chance they're still deficient because the yolks simply do not have enough vitamin D to support adequate blood levels. Now, the last time I went to my parents' house and I was talking to my dad about getting his vitamin D levels checked. And he said, well, I don't know that I need to worry about that because I drink fortified milk. Like, isn't that enough? And I kind of had to disappoint him and tell him no, Mm -hmm. that just drinking his vitamin D fortified milk was not going to keep his levels up. Right. And a lot of people think that because, you know, it's called vitamin D milk, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> a lot of we people. We think we're doing something good for exactly. ourselves. Exactly. So the reason vitamin D fortified foods are not truly a good source of vitamin D is because the food manufacturers use the inactive form of vitamin D called vitamin D2. They don't use the active form called vitamin D3. And many people just don't activate their vitamins very well. So taking lots of inactive vitamin D2 is not really going to benefit them. And I think that's something that I didn't really understand before I came to weight and wellness was that a lot of these nutrients that we eat, Mm -hmm. they're inactive. Right. And our body has to kind of flip a light switch and turn them on. So, um, you know, with the vitamin D2, we just we need to take the vitamin D3 form. Right. Absolutely. Um, And another reason vitamin D fortified dairy products are not the best source is because most of the milk people drink and a majority of the yogurt people and cheese people eat is low fat. Vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So that means it needs fat in order to be absorbed in our digestive tract. And this is definitely a case where I almost always recommend vitamin D supplementation to our clients because we just we can't get it through our food and we don't get enough sun here in minnesota that's very true so vitamin d is actually a hormone so it's not a true vitamin our bodies make it naturally but if only if we expose our skin to sunlight and i think it it actually needs to be 30 minutes a day about 70 percent of your body should be exposed yes without sunscreen yep so In reality, that's not happening. No, nope, definitely not. It is important in mineral metabolism, and every immune cell in our body has vitamin D receptors on it. And it is about break time here, so when we come back, we'll keep talking about vitamin D. Uh, But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Even though we always say food first, there are some supplements that can help support our body's immune defenses, such as vitamin D. And when we come back from break, Joanne and I will discuss three very specific supplements that may help prevent or fight off any infection you have acquired this winter. So get your pen and pencil ready. If you have questions for us today, call the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We've been talking a lot about avoiding sugar and eating adequate amounts of protein to support our immune system. But there are many different supplements that may offer some added benefits also. The first one new to our offices this year is called Virucid. Virucid contains black elderberry, which has been used for many years to support appropriate immune responses to infections. It also contains echinacea, which helps to prevent viruses, 
from attaching to our cells and causing an infection. So to prevent the flu, take one to two capsules each day. But if you're already sick, take one capsule each hour. You are awake for one to two days to really get a lot in your system. Yeah, and I can't say I've used that one, but no, I haven't. Yet another either. new product this year that I have been using is Biocidin. And this is a liquid that's made from over 17 herbal extracts, which have each been shown to kill off bacteria and viruses on their own. But when we combine them together into this Biocidin formula, they have an even stronger synergistic effect. And this product is great for adults and kids since it's in a liquid form and can be taken under the tongue or you can put it in a small glass of water. And just one to three drops a day will help prevent the flu or taking about five to ten drops three times a day to help you fight off a current infection, which I actually did that with Ryan because my husband, he Mm -hmm. travels a lot and kind of came home from, oh, staying out in hotels for a couple of weeks and was starting to feel a little crummy. And I was like, here, take this. Take these drops. Take these drops. And (laughs) and the best way we can describe the taste is they taste like a forest. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it tastes like a forest. The first time I tried it, I said, it tastes like leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not like it tastes that bad. Um, But I tell you what, he did that twice in one day. And Mm -hmm. by the next day, he was right as rain. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah. Right. Another supplement sometimes we often recommend to our clients is our wellness formula. So similar to biocidin, it contains 22 herbal extracts and seven different vitamins and minerals, which help people to not get sick, also helps them get over their illness faster. So a starting dose is one is two capsules three times a day if you're feeling under the weather or one to two capsules a day to simply support your own body's immune defense. And once again, this is one because it's in a capsule form. Mm-hmm. I send it with Ryan when he's out traveling because yep. he can go through the airports with it very easily. And then he can take that if he starts, you know, picking something up. Yeah. Because I'm like, don't you bring that home. That happens a lot in airports. It really does. And over the break, we had another bashful caller, um, but she wanted to know how in the world do we eat five to nine cups of vegetables a day? Yes. So, Joanne, how are you getting in your five to nine cups? I get at least two cups every morning with breakfast. Right. So that's a huge part of of getting them in for the day because a lot of the rest of the day I'm on the run. Mm -hmm. So I need to make sure I get two or three cups in at breakfast. So very often I start out with my, for breakfast, I start out with coconut oil, which is my favorite oil. And I might put in peppers or broccoli, some onion a little bit sometimes, sometimes even chopping up a potato um, or spinach, any vegetables you love, put them in there. Um, lots of peppers, which is red peppers are my favorite. Mine too. I always put those in there. But then once they saute and cook down a little bit, then I add eggs. So I like to do a one skillet breakfast and I might have chopped up sausage in there and I might have as a bunch of veggies, but they do saute down. So you're, you're not eating like the full amount of vegetables. Yes. They do cook down and then put, putting your eggs in there. 
and swirling that around a little, that makes a perfect scallop breakfast. And you saw what I brought into the studio yes. this morning, and Which it was exactly that. <laughs> it was frozen broccoli, and I uh-huh. really, really like the frozen asparagus that I get from the store, mm-hmm. because I can, I mean, one package of that, and I've got like two breakfasts. Yes. Um, but I like it because when they're frozen, I can just kind of snap them into little pieces mm-hmm. right into my skillet. And you had mentioned the coconut oil, which is fantastic because coconut has a antiviral, antibacterial, yes. and antifungal properties. Yep. So perfect cooking oil yes. for this time of year. Another great immune booster. Exactly. And I mean, other ways, having a giant salad for lunch yep. if you've got time to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time to chew. <laughs> you got to chew like a bunny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I'm like, you know, two big handfuls of lettuce and spinach and then Mm -hmm. another two, three big handfuls of other vegetables. Yep. Protein. Yep. Olive oil. Yep. You kind of, by breakfast, you've hit... Perfect weight and wellness breakfast or, uh, or lunch. Lunch, you yes, can, yes. I've eaten salad for breakfast. Yes, yes. yes. I thought it, I thought your breakfast kind of looked like a salad this morning. It looked like a salad <laughs> held together with a couple of eggs. Um, right. Yes. And the other the other thing I do, and and you can check our website weightandwellness.com, But a lot of our recipes that are you know our chicken stir fry recipe or beef stir fry recipe. Um, and some of those really can contain a lot of vegetables. So that's another mm-hmm. really good way is using those stir fries or even the soups and stews and really add um, a lot of vegetables to those. You can add as much as you want. So really getting a lot in that way helps too. And something to remember, as you mentioned, was just the fact that veggies cook down a lot. They do. I mean, you throw half a bag of spinach in a skillet and you're like, oh, that looks like a lot of food. Well, it's down to nothing. It breaks, yeah, it yeah. really does. Or kale. Or That's kale, yes. way to do kale. So lots and lots of veggies. And before break, we were talking about getting in more vitamin D because we live in Minnesota. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what I've heard from clients is that like down in Texas, doctors routinely check their patients' vitamin D levels because it's hot out. People work indoors. They're really not getting that adequate sunlight Mm -hmm. like you might think they would. Right. But yet when we come up to Minnesota, I hear so many clients, their doctors are just really resistant to checking their vitamin D. They're not checking it unless you really ask for it. So it's really important to do that. And the reason it's so important is because vitamin, it's like every immune cell in your body has vitamin D receptors on it. Yep. And if you don't have enough vitamin D, your immune system isn't going to work correctly. And that's for the colds and the flu, but it also has to do with cancer, too. Mm -hmm. And I think of someone having cancer as being just a really low immune function. Yeah. Their body just, it's not working correctly. So, and vitamin D has been, vitamin D deficiency has been linked to every known cancer that we have so we need to maintain good vitamin d levels right and when we talk about maintaining good vitamin d levels we're really talking about 50 to 80 so many labs and doctors say that a level of 30 is okay but we disagree right and sometimes people don't even know their level they just say it came back normal so then you really don't know what it is because it could still be deficient or they had it checked several years ago yes and they're like, well, I, w- I was kind of low a couple years ago, and my doctor put me on a high dose. Right. You're low again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, oh, hey, we have, we do have a caller. Good. 
Good morning. Is this Scott? This is. Hi, Scott. You have a question for us? Yes, I do. I had gastric bypass three years ago, and I am supposed to have 60 grams of protein throughout the day. Right. And the doctor told me, the nutritionist told me, eat your proteins first mm-hmm. and then worry about vegetables mm-hmm. and grains and everything like that. So how would somebody like me who can eat very little to begin with get all those five to nine cups of vegetables a day? Well, good question. That is a good question. I, I've heard that question a lot, actually. And I think, it you know, if you eat those vegetables cooked, like we talked about before, they can really cook down a lot. So you can get a lot of a lot of cooked spinach or a lot of cooked kale. You know, if you're using the example I used for breakfast, you can put a lot of vegetables in that pan, and then it cooks down quite a bit. So when you add your eggs, it really isn't that big of a volume. And I would also say aim closer for the, the five cups. Nine might be yeah. too much for you just because <laughs> right. you do have an altered GI tract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I completely agree with Joanne. Cook them down um, and really focus on having the veggies. Don't worry about the whole grains so much. You right. really need to get maximum nutrition out of your veggies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um and, and when you were talking earlier, uh, just real quick, I, I've always heard that in most cases, cooking down vegetables takes the nutrients out of it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about that right. earlier in the show. I think a lot of people are talking about the vitamin C, so mm-hmm. right. we're, we're going to lightly cook them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't cook them to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of find a, find a happy medium there. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, when you're eating that many veggies, even if we've cooked some nutrients out of them, we're going to get, you know, a whole lot just because mm-hmm. we're eating so many. Right, and with after a gastric bypass, too, sometimes people have difficulty. Di- after a gastric bypass, sometimes people have a difficulty digesting raw veggies. Yes. Probably more so than cooked, so I would emphasize the cooked. And you're still getting a lot of nutrients, even if you do use them cooked. Okay, well... I'll see what I can, see how much I can handle. Do your best. Do your best. (laughs) That's all we ask. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. And here we are, break three already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. A first sign of an infection is often a sore and scratchy throat. When our body mounts an immune response to a virus, it sends in the equivalent of a SWAT team. This response includes a whole lot of inflammation at the site of the infection, your nose and throat. As the bad bacteria dies, the body produces lots of mucus to trap it and help get rid of it. And when we come back, Joanne will share some great remedies to help reduce that itchy, scratchy throat. A lot of times when you bump into someone who's lost weight, you say, hey, how'd you do that? I'm here with Leo. I bet you hear that a lot. You've lost almost 50 pounds. How'd you do that? I went to Nutritional Weight and Wellness and took their Nutrition for Weight Loss program. And what's that about? That's an eating plan that allows you to eat real food and you lose weight. Are you hungry? No, not at all. I eat six times a day, and one of their mottos is stay ahead of hunger, and that's exactly what I do. Now, Leo's a dad of teens, a husband, a full-time worker, busy young man in his 40s, and you say you don't really exercise. Though, uh, much to the dismay of my nutritionist, I haven't been able to exercise 
but you've still been able to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Leo says it's changed his life. Maybe it can do the same for you. It's the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you want to find out what Nutrition for Weight Loss can do for you, go to weightandwellness.com or place a call, 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, registered and licensed dietitian, and I'm here with Brenna Thompson, also registered and licensed dietitian. If you have a sore throat, there are many ways to help reduce the pain. I will gargle with a little salt water whenever I feel something coming on, but now Nutritional Weight and Wellness also offers a throat spray by Biocidin that not only decreases the pain of a sore throat, it also helps kill the infection that is causing it. So you just use one spray three to four times each hour, and by the afternoon or evening, you will be feeling much better. Now, whenever I get a sore throat, I too will gargle with a little salt water, but I also enjoy sipping on some hot water that I've added, say, a slice of lemon to, Mm -hmm. maybe a chunk of fresh ginger, and about two teaspoons of raw honey. And lemon, ginger, and honey all contain antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory properties. Right. Many children are not going to want to gargle with salt water, so the biocidin spray would be a great option for them. Yes, it would. And mm-hmm. then a little hot water with some ginger in it. Or a little light, little... light tea. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, we've got um, a couple callers here, and I really want to make sure we get to Miss Celeste here because uh, she's got an important question. Good morning, Celeste. Good morning. Um, I am calling. I have four kids and they're always bringing germs home from school and Mm -hmm. everywhere we go. And my six month old who is purely breastfed is now gotten a virus and therefore an ear infection. I'm wondering how do I supplement her um, now that she's been put on antibiotics? Good question. (laughs) Go for it, Joanne. (laughs) Well, when you, you know, when you have the antibiotics, you need to make sure that you're not depleting her body of um, the good, healthy probiotics that she, ha- right. that she has and that she's getting from your breast milk. So supplementing with a little extra bifidobacteria in between the, you know what? In between the antibiotics. Can I just hang up and listen? Oh, yeah, you can hang up. Go yes, ahead. that's fine. All right. yep. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. All right, so, so bifido, bifidobacteria, and maybe just like an eighth of a teaspoon in between um, the times that you give the antibiotic dose. So you want to make sure you're taking the bifido and the antibiotic about three hours apart so that they're not, the antibiotic isn't wiping out the effectiveness of the bifido. Right. And for a a little six month old, um, you know, we would say you could do that in a bottle Mm -hmm. if they're bottle feeding. You could do it in a bottle or, or you could just put a little bit of bifido um, on the breast or you could put a little bit in the mouth. Yes, just kind of mm-hmm. on your finger and yeah. let them suck it off. I've also heard from a couple clients that they have put, I don't know with a six-month-old how you would go about doing this, but doing a couple drops of the liquid advantage on a cotton ball and then just kind of gently Putting placing that, that into, the ear. into yeah. the ear can help fight off that infection Not too. too. In, but no, just, just lightly. Just yes. enough in there so mm-hmm. it gets in there. Um, now, at the beginning of the show, we had talked that we were going to share some sick day foods, Joanne. Yes, so yes. let's make sure we get to we that. get to that. So now we know what to eat to keep us healthy. We need a lot of adequate protein, lots of vegetables, our real healthy fats. Like We talked about coconut oil, butter, olive oil. But oftentimes, these are not the foods we want when we are sick. 
And obviously, if someone is throwing up, vomiting, having severe diarrhea, we don't want them to try and eat a steak and a salad. But keeping them hydrated is really important. Yes. And staying hydrated doesn't have to mean just water or needing to drink sugar-laden Gatorade that a lot of us um, maybe used to turn to. But simply sipping on ginger or mint tea can help quiet an upset stomach and also helps to soothe a sore throat. So drinking chicken or beef broth is also a good way to take in some electrolytes. And also you get a small amount of protein there. And if you're in the mood for solid food, avoid the saltine crackers. These are just processed carbs and trans fats that will actually decrease your immune system. Instead, heat up a nice bowl of chicken and wild rice soup. Or how about some vegetable beef soup? This is a great way to, again, stay hydrated, but also get in some extra protein and nutrients from those vegetables. Yes, we have a delicious chicken and wild rice soup recipe on our website at weightandwellness.com. So for children who are not feeling well, try mixing applesauce with coconut milk. Coconut has antibacterial and antiviral properties, and the combination of fat and carbohydrates will help to keep the blood sugar balanced. Which is important when you're sick. Very important. You let those blood sugars get too low, and then you just feel even worse. Right. And as long as someone isn't nauseous, this might sound kind of crazy, but tuna salad is also a great option. Just because its texture is so soft, it's really easy to swallow. And all that protein and fat from the mayonnaise is going to help support their immune system. And I don't know about you, Joanne, but I'm pretty partial to the Hanes mayonnaise. I am too. I've tried a lot of the different healthier mayonnaise out there, and I think that one's the best. It is pretty tasty, and it doesn't contain soybean oil, which for us is really important. Yes. And we do have a caller here. She's been waiting for a little while, so let's make sure we get to her. Good morning, Miss Cindy. You have something you wanted to share? Well, yeah, and thanks for all the tips today because I'm not an advocate of the flu shot because I'm one of these people that get sick on it, so I just don't like to take it. But I'm in and out of healthcare facilities all day long, and I um, it's really important for me to keep my immune system up. And a couple of things that I've done, because I feel like I'm coming down with something every now and then, I take reishi mushrooms, and there's been, um, not not the mushrooms, but there's tablets, because there's been so much study on the reishi mushroom that it really affects and it helps boost the immune system. It's such a good immune booster. And then I've used some of the tips that you do, but I also bump up my probiotics. Uh, big time during that time, and that makes a big difference. Absolutely, because we need that good bacteria in yes. our gut to keep us healthy. So thank you for sharing that, Cindy. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Now, I think, you know, Joanne, we kind of talked about vitamin D, and yep. we need to have our levels between about 50 and 80. Right. But then people wonder, well, how much vitamin D supplementation do I need? Right. And generally, we recommend about 4,000 to 5,000 IU of vitamin D3 each day. And that's more of a maintenance dose, but it totally depends on where your vitamin D level is because some people might need 10,000 and some people might be okay with 2,000, but it, it really depends on the individual and their own body. Yes. And something that I have found, and I've actually heard from a couple clients, and we haven't touched on this yet today, but it's sleep. Yes. Sleep and sleep is very helpful (laughs) when it comes to fighting off an infection. Um, But I've found 
And I've heard from several clients is that when their vitamin D levels are low, they actually don't sleep well. Right. And I've kind of even found this for myself where last Mm -hmm. summer I got a little lazy with my vitamin D supplementation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And had my levels checked and sure enough, they were down. And I know simply like that's been one piece for me in helping Mm -hmm. me sleep is getting those vitamin D levels back up. Yeah, that's really important. Definitely. So thank you for listening today. And we hope we've given you lots of ideas on how to support your immune system during the rest of the flu season, but also all year long. And I would say if people are struggling with their immune systems, they need to come in for an appointment with a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty amazing what we can do when we help people stop eating junk food and start eating real foods. And it's always encouraging when people come in for whatever their initial purpose was coming in, maybe to lose weight, and then they find out they're healing their body. They're also not getting sick. That's really helpful. It is. And then they start seeing their families getting better Mm -hmm. as well. And I mean, we've still got about, nope, I think I hear the music coming on. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, have a great weekend, everyone, and stay healthy the rest of this winter. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.